Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're listening to Utah, part of the Torn by Sports and Blog Talk Radio Networks. Providing unbiased opinions to all things Utah football and basketball. Welcome to this edition of the Utah Podcast. As always, I'm Grant, and joining me today is Jeff. How are you doing, Jeff? You know, I'm good, man. It's uh, it's it's good to be back. We had a little break, and and uh, hopefully, hopefully, had a good Christmas and New Year's. But uh, yeah, it's been good. How about you? Yeah, it's a it's a brand new year. I mean, honestly, I'm all right. I we took we took the kids to Disneyland for Christmas, and we happened to be there the day the Rose Bowl football teams were there. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I had some. I had a couple Oregon players talk a little smack. When they saw my Utah gear on, uh, which was all in good fun, but yeah. it didn't make it any easier for me as a Utah fan. Um, but, you know, the Ducks did finish business, which was ultimately what I told them. I was like, well, you best win. Uh, you better win, right? Yeah. Talk smack, but better go rep the Pac-12 because ultimately the Pac-12, yeah, it was a uh, – a lukewarm bowl season, to say the least. It wasn't great. Um, wasn't wasn't bad. Wasn't Big Twelve bad, which we can't really talk even to that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they took. I, I'm personally glad that they took care of business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, we will be doing our quick hitters today. You know, review the schedule, and then we're going to get um, really heavy into basketball. It is conference season. We've had our first. Uh, weekend series with Oregon State and Oregon. We're going to talk about those games um, and just talk about expectations and and how the resume build be continues as conference play begins. But uh, so let's let's hit it. The schedule right now, January 10th. So in a few days, um, skiing picks up with the um, the giant slalom is January 10th and 11th all day event. Uh, women's basketball takes on UCLA at the Huntsman Center at 7 p.m. on uh, January 10th. Uh, here, women's tennis is at Southern, or is here in the Huntsman, or the Huntsman Center. Goodness, is here up at the U against Southern Utah. Uh, and then January 11th at the Maverick Center is the best of Utah gymnastics meet, which will be uh, Utah, Utah State, BYU, Southern Utah. So um, I think the cheapest seats in the house were going for $10. I don't think it's sold out yet. So if you want to go support the Red Rocks, uh, that opportunity is, is there for you. Uh, women's basketball also, I guess this is all next week, but uh, January 12th is taken on USC. And then, uh, oh, yeah, this is this weekend, excuse me. But uh, Sunday, the youth take on, the running youth take on Colorado, who is now a top 25 team after they upset Oregon this last week. So um, hopefully, you know, another resume win could be looking the youth's way. Um, but we'll see about that. I mean, that game is uh, at Colorado. But, 
We'll see. Um, I guess in, in other news to be discussed, Utah did lose the Alamo Bowl. Um, apparently they took a little too much vacation. Um, but, you know, that's long past, past us, hopefully. Um, and a lot of people yeah. looking forward to the next season with uh, a lot of young talent coming in. Um, also, the Red Rocks had their first meet this last weekend. Um, last Friday beat Kentucky and is currently ranked fourth in the country. So uh, Red Rocks are representing as usual. Um, so, um, but nonetheless, it's a new year, and it's a new conference basketball season. So this last basketball weekend, um, a Thursday-Saturday split, I believe it was, Oregon State and Oregon. Um, and honestly, I don't know that there's a tougher split than Oregon-Oregon State in the Pac-12 yet. Um the youths pulled down a split, beat Oregon State, and lost to Oregon. And what was a close game? Uh, how do you think the weekend went for the running youths? I, I think uh, going into it, I think you know a split is exactly uh, what you what you hoped for, right? I don't. I, I think you would be pretty outlandish to think that they were going to get both. Um, yeah, I think and, that would have uh, been crazy talk. And I think, I mean, obviously it could, it could happen. It could have happened. Um, but if, if that's what your expectations were, then, uh, we, you know, we'll, we should rehash those expectations, uh, because those are both two really good teams. Um, but overall, you know, I really liked what I saw. I'm, I'm glad they grabbed the Oregon State game. I think obviously that's the more winnable game. Um, and then, uh, you know, like you said, this, this is probably one of the toughest pairs you'll get in. I think UCLA, you, well, Usually not now, uh, you, but, uh, you know, Arizona State, Arizona, that's a tough one as well. Uh, probably, probably the next toughest one with, you know, obviously Utah and Colorado being a tough, uh, combination as well, but you saw what happened. You know, Colorado beat Oregon on the same night Utah beat Oregon State. And then, uh, the, the second game, uh, both Utah and Oregon <laughs> or Utah and, uh, uh, Colorado lost their, their second game. So, um, you, that you, that just shows you how how tough uh, both those teams are, and especially this road trip coming up to Salt Lake and, and Boulder are very is very tough as well. So I think overall, you, as a Utah fan, you got to be happy with what what you saw over the weekend uh, to get a split. And these next these you know these games they've had since the Kentucky game have been ridiculously hard, and it's and it's just going to get even harder. And uh, and we're going to really really see what this team is made of. And that first result is exactly what you could have hoped for. Um, I think it would have been very disappointing to have them lose both, and I would have put them in a bad position. So uh, I'm happy. I'll take it. I, obviously, we let that one on, on Saturday slip away a little bit, and it was there for the taking. would have been huge. But you know what? Uh, this team is one of you know, sophomores and freshmen, and well up against the number four ranked team at the time and they they were toe-to-toe with him and uh so i got i i like wrestling i can't i can't complain yeah no i mean if if anyone was thinking that they're going to take both those games i think um like you said they need to change their expectations um the one thing i will say was uh, look i know one of the criticisms of larry kriskoviak has been his end of game play and especially, you know, late in the second half, he'll slow it down and his team loses their rhythm and it'll let other games, like games get closer than they probably should be. Um, but the last 
play for the Oregon game just um, doesn't make sense to me because you're down three, right? So with 32 seconds left, at that point, you're either looking for a very quick two and you're going to foul or three if it presents itself or you're, you're going for the three to try to tie it up. And mm-hmm. the ball, they inbound it to Gotch. He, uh, they swing the ball around the top of the key and then post up Kenny Allen and he doesn't have a shot. It kind of passes it out to Rylan Jones on the elbow and then, uh, it goes back to Tilly Allen up at the near, kind of between the top of the key elbow, if I remember right. And then Timmy Allen ends up, uh, hoisting a three with 15 seconds left, um, which is a miss or, or a three rebound fouling ensues, yada, yada, yada. We know how that ends, but I just don't understand the thinking, right? Like I understand the thinking of taking that shot at like 15 seconds left because you want to have time to either hopefully get an offensive rebound or have time to foul, assuming it goes in so that you can then stop the clock or, or whatever, or maybe not even assuming it goes in. If, if the original play, I assume, was a quick two with Timmy Allen getting the ball in the post, mm-hmm. but that didn't come to fruition. And so I I don't know what the thought process that going through Timmy Allen was. I, and I also wonder, I, I mean, I don't know this, but I wonder if Larry Kay was right there telling him to shoot it because, I mean, it, it's within a few feet of Larry Kay and – is Larry Kay telling them to shoot that three real quick so that they can have hope later on if they miss their free throws? I mean, I just don't know. Timmy Allen and threes, I like, <laughs> I don't, it is just not something he should shoot. I mean, he's shooting 21% this season. There are more games that he's missed all of them than there are games that he's made that shot. So, like, why? Oh, I just don't even know. Why would he shoot it? Yeah, I think I I I'll agree with you. I do I do think he um, you know given who he is, the competitive player that he is, um, you know, leading the Pac-12 in scoring. I I I know he under I'm sure he knows three point shooting is not his specialty. Although he's only he's made, hit it, he's only made three pointers in two games this season. Yeah, and 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 uh, and it's funny because his free throw shooting, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But his free throw shooting has been pretty consistently good um, throughout um, throughout the play as well. So I just think it's his, his competitive nature. I think he, you know, he has. I think the team looks to him um, when the game breaks down, and I think sometimes, I you know, that can get to a person's head. You know, whether it's your normal person playing um, pickup ball, whether it's a high school kid, whether it's a college player, even an NBA player at times can step out and do things that are kind of out of their game, but if they're kind of leaned on, um, maybe that gets to their head a little bit. And so I, you know, I don't want to criticize them too much. I think it, I think that was part of the plan. I think, I don't think that was the game plan. I just think, like I said, he's leaned on and, and heavily, to produce when things don't go his way. Um, when I wouldn't, I think ideally you, you maybe get that ball back out to a booth gotch who can break down people really good with his first step or try to run something for, uh, you know, ideally, I think the best three point shooter is Ryan Jones. So you, you, you hopefully want to get it to him. So I, I think it's just something that goes into a player's head, especially someone who's, who's as confident as he has been. Um, over time, and, and I'm sure uh, if given the chance, he'd probably redo that. 
but uh, it's it's a uh, you know it's a growing pain with these young guys as we've talked about on this podcast uh, leading up to the season and into this season that there's going to be growing pains with the youth and and uh, the inexperience with these guys and and I think that's just one of those things that happens and and uh, you know I don't know I can't remember if Larry had a timeout the recall uh, but you know I I like letting his players try to try to fight for it and learn through it um, and and let them kind of you know figure it out as they go. So uh, it happened. It probably wasn't the best play. I think we, I think we could agree on that. And, uh, but uh, you know, I think that's like we've mentioned before, those are the growing pains we're talking about with this team that they're going to have. So I think it's just part of that, part of that, part of that freshman sophomore mentality. So I believe there was a timeout called that allowed I believe that allowed Larry Kay to draw something up. Um, there's definitely a breakage in play. I'm trying I can't remember if it was a timeout by Utah or Oregon. Um, but nonetheless, there was definitely a stoppage in which they made a decision. The other thing that I will, um, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of is it seemed like, um, that play, like, I don't know, like, your best three-point shooters on this team are Ryland Jones, uh, Jackson Brenchley, and Riley Batten. Batten was mm-hmm. on the floor. Jones was on the floor. I think, heck, I think Tianchini may have even been on the floor, if I remember right. And mm-hmm. it didn't, the ball really didn't find its way to them, if that makes sense. And that's where... I am concerned, right? Like the only person, like, and then after your batting is gotch, like all the best three point shooters were on the floor except for Brenchley, but you got to have your leading score and Timmy Allen on the floor. I totally get that, but I don't, I don't get like how the, I mean, obviously we don't know, right? But that, yeah, Jan Tunin was on the floor. So it's like you have your, Four out of your yeah, five four, yeah, four shooters, shooters. Yeah. and it ends up with your worst shooter. I mean, that's obvious. Oh, that's what Oregon obviously wanted. And I, I, I don't know what that bothers. It that just bothers me the way that ended. I mean, I wasn't expecting a win. It's just frustrating to see that because look, I've been preaching it all season long. This season's going to be a roller coaster. We're going to see youthful mistakes like this. I just wonder how much of it was a youthful mistake and how much of it was a uh, the way the play was drawn up and that there weren't too many other options outside of that Timmy Allen post-up because that was clearly what they were going for was the Timmy Allen post-up near the bench. And when that mm-hmm. wasn't there, that's when everything kind of broke down. Yeah, and, so, I, I, and like I said, I think, I think that, uh, you know, uh, as, a, as someone who coached at a high school level, uh, you drop end of game plays with multiple options. I'm right, 95% positive that Larry Kostowiak, who is a ten times the thousand times the coach I would ever be, knows that. Oh, give yourself some multiple. Credit. No, I'm not going to give myself some credit because <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we won we won our fair share of games. But uh, with that being said, I, I I think Larry K and that staff had multiple options. But once again. I think when you have a veteran team, your mind can can go to those. And I think sometimes with that freshman, sophomore 
mentality when it's end of game, your mind is going a thousand miles per hour and the game sped up instead of slowed down. And I think, I think that that leaves your head, right? It also could have been or the way Oregon was set up. Maybe the options were set up for a certain defense and Oregon was really good at showing a zone and then going to a man or going, showing man and going to a zone. And so that can throw off a team, especially a team with inexperience. So, um, I do, I, I, I think there was plays and options to be ran off of it. I just think it breaks down, and uh, when when there's when there's useful, and, and that can be, you know, you can still put that on the coach if you want. And he can make sure it's clear, and you know, you can do all you want. You know, coaches coaches our players win games, coaches tend to lose games. You know, that's always been the mentality that I've had. And, and uh, but once again, I also believe players players make plays, right? So um, yeah, and no, I don't want to I don't want to criticize them too much. Um, and, uh, you know, because he's been really, really good, uh, this season. And, and so, uh, yeah, I think if they, if they could do over, I think they would. And, um, and it is frustrating. I think, uh, it kind of soured that result a little bit, but, uh, nonetheless, to be in, in it, uh, against that team with a chance to, to potentially win the game, uh, you know, shooting, uh, one of their worst shoot free throw shooting games of the season. I think, uh, with all that being said, uh, it was there for the taking and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things that could have happened. If they don't shoot 13 for 20 from the free throw line, um, maybe we're not even talking about that. So yeah, I, that's true. So it, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think there's more to it and I, it's hard to say, you know, being on the couch and, uh, and not being there and, you know, seeing what's been drawn up. So, Well, if Larry Kay would give me the access to sit on the bench and let me know what's been drawn up, then, I mean, we are not be any questions. Oh, I mean, but, we, could be, we could be quieting the doubters right now. Yeah, for sure. I will say, uh, re-watching it, is it, um, looking at the off-ball movement, it looks like they were trying to set up Booth Gotch in the corner as well. Um, and that's what um, – the original pass was for, but Pritchard guarded that pretty good. And after that option, it didn't seem that that's when everything kind of broke down because Riley Batten came over to throw a screen for Timmy Allen, but he, he took the shot before Batten even got there. So gotcha. um, the benefits of having DVR in studio. <laughs> um, but all right. So let, let's move on. Look, it was a good split. It's, it's not anything to like be disappointed in. This is the roller coaster will continue, and the next five games are are doozies, honestly. Because Sunday they're at Colorado, then they're at Arizona, then they're at Arizona State, then they're home against Washington and home against Wazoo. Now, that's a pretty tough stretch. Three straight home games, let alone two of those are against ranked opponents that are pretty darn good. You mean three straight road games, right? Yes, that's what I said. I thought yeah. I said. Yeah, three straight road home. Games. Yeah. Oh, sorry. At, no, you're good. at Colorado, at Arizona, at Arizona State. Um, so, yes, I know it's three road games. I'm sorry for misspeaking. But you're with good, that, three road games and two home games, I mean, what do you think expectations should be at that point going into that schedule? You know – that is that is a that is a brutal schedule. I think there's a couple of things going for. I mean, obviously, I think Utah and Colorado um, is kind of the opposite of what Utah and Oregon's been, right? I think Utah's 
pretty well has had or, uh, Colorado's number, even back at uh, the Coors Arena or whatever it is. Um, so that's got to play play into their into their uh, favor a little bit. Obviously, Colorado's a really good team, but uh, it's all about matchups, right? And I and I think uh, Utah can slow it down a little bit against this team, and I think that will give them a shot. So I, I think there there's winnable games. I, I think Arizona is probably out. That's that's a tough one, but I think the rest of those games, all the rest of the remaining four of those games, are very winnable. Um, I don't think they're going to win them all, but you got to find a way. I think, uh, I mean, three games would be awesome. Um, two would be okay. Anything less than that, I think, would be would be crushing. Um, and I think obviously Washington State. The one that you can write up for sure. Um, but Washington hasn't looked great. ASU did not look great against Arizona. And, um, so I think you, there's an opportunity to get three of those games. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, we'll, we'll go into that and, and see what happens. Those are tough. They're all quad, quadrant one or quadrant two games. I'm not sure what the Washington State one is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's there. They, there's, a, there's an opportunity for them to get three games, um, but you know Washington State's a quadrant three game. So, um, but the other the other ones are all quadrant one and then quadrant two for Washington. So, yeah, uh, they're going to be tough. And uh, but I think Arizona State, Washington State are the easiest. And I think if you can even get Washington at home, protect home court. Um, you're going to give yourself a chance against Colorado. The Arizona one, I just don't see it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough stretch. So I, I don't know if you're on the same page as me or not, but it's uh, it's not going to be easy. So for me, I see three, right? You, you got a potential road win against ASU. You got then the two home games. The, the int- interesting thing to me is your – Colorado and Arizona games, right? You're saying Arizona is going to be pretty hard. I think Colorado is probably like this Oregon game we just had. A super close game comes, or even the Kentucky game, or or whatnot. Those have been close close games. I kind of see Colorado being that being that way, but I think a four day break between the Colorado and Arizona games gives them enough time to be ready for that Arizona. Um, but I think they're going to win one of those two. So I guess I'm, I'm setting the line. I, I, I get, I would be really confident in them taking three. If they get three and above, then it's just extra gold that we're getting. Right. Yeah. Um, I, but I think they're totally capable to do it. I think, honestly, the I don't think the youths are that far off of Colorado and Arizona. Like, they're just – they're ranked 25 and 24. I think the youths are pretty darn good. Like, they, yeah, they sucked against San Diego State, but they beat Kentucky. They held their own with Oregon. They beat Oregon State. I mean, they, they, BYU is a projected tournament team right now, and they beat them in overtime. Like, there's, there's no reason why, um, you know, they shouldn't be expected um, – to have those those opportunities to win those games, I, I don't see it otherwise. Does that make sense? No, no, it makes it makes it makes a lot of sense, and and um, you know, and that's and that's kind of where my line of thought was. Um, 
you know, I, I, I try to, I try to think about who we historically match up with well with. Um, and that's kind of why Washington scares me a little bit because, um, we've struggled and obviously Thibault's not there and he just destroyed Utah last year, um, in that zone. Uh, so, but that's a winnable game, right? I mean, the, the two winnable ways are looking off net rankings. Washington State's 125. That's the easiest one. The next easiest one, according to this, as far as team you played, um, you know, net ranking wise, Arizona State, they're at 65. Washington's at 44, Colorado at 32, and Arizona 13. I think Utah can go in and compete down in Arizona. It's just a tough place to play, and they struggled there, right? It's just been a it's been a tough go of it. But Arizona State's not looking as good as we thought, so that's the one I think. If they can string off that one and then protect home court, um, yeah, I think three's a good number. And I could, I mean, you could see it with the fourth. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Arizona, but. Like I said, Utah matches up well and historically has, has had Colorado's number um, the last few seasons. So I'm excited. It, it's an, Like I said, it's an opportunity. Three quadrant one games, one quadrant two game opportunity to to continue to build, which is crazy if we're talking about it. But, I mean, we have to because they are in that position. They're in position to be a tournament team if they take care of business. So, yeah, I mean – funny we're even talking about it right now because how we how we began the season um but uh you know i don't think expectation is to make it but it, the, the the tournament's there and i think we'd all be uh it, really pleasantly surprised exactly i mean exactly. i would be shocked right i mean uh looking at joe lenardi's stuff i mean he's got uh minnesota's in the first four out and the youth have a win over them um, mm-hmm. Washington is part of the last four in, and here's the youth have an opportunity to play against them. So, I mean, the the opportunity to build that resume is there. Um, it doesn't look – the resume is not – I mean, look, they got a whole conference season to go, obviously, but the, the resume is not quite up to snuff because of some of that earlier season stuff. But final conference season, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to build on that. It, 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 here's the thing here, how it breaks down. And, and Utah and, and BYU is almost, it's, it's hard as it is, Utah's got to root for BYU because that is on the fringe of becoming a quadrant one win. Um, if BYU can win and win some games, you know, against the St. Mary's, you know, they usually get one against Gonzaga. That can turn into a quadrant one win. And right now they're one and two in quadrant one. They're four and oh in quadrant two. And, and what, where, why they're not in any bracket? Predictions right now is the quadrant three. The loss to Coastal Carolina and the loss to Tulane uh, is, is the, the sole reason they're not um, in any bracket right now. So they got to be able to find a way to, to get wins to counteract that. And these these opportunities in conference, they're going to have plenty of those opportunities, right? There's only one quadrant four game on their schedule remaining, and that's Cal. All the rest are it's heavy quadrant one, two, and a couple uh, three. So they have an opportunity to make this resume and build it. And I think if they can find a way to get to 19, 20 wins, they've got a chance. And, and so, you know, it's just beginning. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, but, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that we're in, in the beginning of the conference season talking about Utah having a chance. And, and, uh, and here we are. So I'm going to take well, it. And we're going to talk about team. it. I mean, yeah. I would have never thought we were going to talk about it with this team at all. I mean, but that's the thing is it's a, that's the fun of a young team. You kind of don't know 
what's going to happen. Um, and they're, <laughs> the Utes are coming to, coming to play every game. And at least it's fun to watch. No doubt. Of course. Yeah. Can't get enough. I'm mad yeah. I have one game this week. Yeah. <laughs> For real. As a basketball <laughs> junkie myself, I literally will watch the Oregon game over again just to watch it. Cause it's like, I don't got, it. there's no, no other game, um, this week. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a film junkie myself to where I, I like watching plays over and over again to see where the additional movement is and the rest of the play is. And so, um, as I do that, I will let you guys know what I see that's interesting. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, just continue enjoying the ride. Hopefully you can find three wins in the next five. And um, and then and if they do, it's a, even, we're, on, we're a whole different story. Talk, I mean, yeah, this podcast will get even more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, um, outside of that, look, there's, it's going to be heavy basketball from now on um, until – we get to some signing day stuff in February, and then uh, hopefully March and April we'll be talking more heavy basketball too. Um, in the meantime, if there's anything else you guys want to hear us, if someone out there really wants to explain the cross to Jeff and I so we know what that is outside of a ball and a stick with a net on the end of it, uh, please let us know. <laughs> outside of hockey uh, on grass. Yeah, or, or yeah, hockey on grass, another way to describe it. Um, but look, also, look, guys, we can use any and all feedback you have for us. So please let us know what feedback you have. Um, email us, utalk at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter um, at utalkpodcast. Let us know what we can do to do better. If you can, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Um, heck, I would read five-star reviews on the show to start next week uh if you want to go do that so uh hopefully having said that we have at least one five star one five star of you guys please um but (laughs) hey so uh well until next time go you go you thanks for listening to you talk brought to you by the torn by sports and blog talk radio networks find us on twitter at you talk podcast or email at you talk at gmail.com every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.